Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts, especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributors. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Scripture reading today comes from Matthew's Gospel. The page number is printed on the cover of the bulletin if you'd like to read along. Jesus took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then Jesus said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. Then Jesus returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you keep watch with me for one hour? He asked. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Jesus went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it is possible, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. Jesus was having a very bad day. He said, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. No one wants to hear Jesus talk this way. Let's say you're flying at 30,000 feet above Montana and the plane hits the kind of turbulence that makes your teeth rattle. In that moment, you want Jesus to be fearless and overflowing with hope. No one wants to hear Jesus say, that's it, man, game over, game over. Because if Jesus starts talking that way, then every scary place in the universe becomes a little more scary. Keep it together, Jesus. People are watching. People are looking to you for reassurance. But Jesus doesn't read from that script. Jesus is deeply distressed and troubled with no regard for how his words will affect team morale. He says, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Jesus knows what it's like to be pushed to the edge of his capacity when this story first came to mind for me, I was thinking about it from the perspective of the disciples. These were the people who loved Jesus the most. 
They left their homes to follow Jesus. They left behind everything that was secure and comfortable. All of them were deeply invested in following their favorite rabbi. Of course they loved Jesus. But when Jesus was at his very lowest place, the disciples couldn't honor his very simple request. They just couldn't do it. They couldn't stay awake. Even keeping watch for one hour was beyond them. It was beyond their capacity. I've been thinking about capacity and the drowsy disciples came to mind as a perfect example. But as I read through the story this week, I saw that even Jesus has limits. At some point, even Jesus can become deeply distressed and troubled. Not even Jesus has limitless capacity to show up centered and positive and ready to engage the universe from a deep place of truth and love. Having limited capacity does not mean we are defective. If your two-quart pitcher is on fire or filled with hornets, then there's definitely a problem. If your pitcher is sliced in half or punctured or made of radioactive materials, <laughs> then maybe you should think about a different pitcher. But even a perfectly good two-quart pitcher has limited capacity. It only holds two quarts. If you try to use it for more than that, things will get messy. We also have limited capacity. And when we try to push ourselves beyond that, things will get messy. The disciples had limited capacity. They really loved their friend and teacher, but they couldn't keep themselves awake. They just couldn't do it. Jesus is disappointed by this. Their lack of capacity leaves him feeling even more isolated and alone. He asked the disciples, couldn't you keep watch with me for one hour? Jesus was really hoping for something more from them, but the disciples didn't have it in them. They honestly did not. Although Jesus is disappointed, he doesn't treat their lack of capacity as a moral failure. He doesn't reject them as unworthy friends. He doesn't really even condemn their behavior. Although he's sorely disappointed, Jesus seems resigned to their lack of capacity, saying the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. We are creatures made of flesh. There is only so much we can do. We can only stay away for so long. We can only endure so much stress. We have a finite amount of energy and attention. At some point, our strength will fail us. We have limited capacity. We are made this way. As a human being, even Jesus had limited capacity. We can read about a particular time when Jesus was overwhelmed with sorrow. He asked his friends to help him carry the weight of his distress, but his friends lacked the capacity. They just couldn't do it. At some point, this will happen to each of us. We will be vexed 
by some lack of capacity. Maybe we will discover a painful limitation within ourselves. Maybe we will discover that our friends fall short of what we need. Everyone in this room and everyone we know are creatures made of flesh. At some point, the limited capacity of our condition will be painful to us. Maybe you will even feel like Jesus in the garden. Your request will seem so reasonable. Can't you stay awake for one hour? But the answer will be no. Sometimes people just don't have the capacity. Thinking about capacity has helped me in a couple of specific ways. First, it gives me a way to acknowledge pain without blaming or condemning others. It helps me remember not to vilify others for being unreceptive. All around us, people struggle beneath heavy loads. There are so many ways that we struggle. <coughs> the closer you come to other people, the more you know this is true. People have health concerns. They have anxiety. They are lonely and afraid. They have regrets. They have dreams slipping away from them. They are overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. We don't always know what is absorbing the capacity of those around us. The people we encounter are not empty pitchers. Sometimes they're already operating at capacity. Being aware of this helps orient my heart toward empathy. We are all creatures made of flesh. I want to be careful about what I expect from others. Second, <clears throat> I wonder about ways of increasing my capacity. Some things are common sense. Coffee helps me increase <laughs> my capacity. How might the story have been different if the disciples had taken a thermos of coffee to the Garden of Gethsemane? <laughs> to this very day, there are 19 holy sites on the Mount of Olives and not a single coffee shop. <laughs> I can't believe that no one has opened a 24-hour espresso stand for all the pilgrims who want to stay awake all night and prove that they can do what the disciples could not. Even better than coffee is getting adequate rest. That means sleep, but it also means taking time to be refreshed. I think that being a good listener increases our capacity. I wonder if the disciples really heard how troubled Jesus was. Maybe they were so confident in Jesus that they didn't really hear him when he asked for help. I mean, if Jesus is talking to God, how does a regular person contribute to that conversation? Maybe the disciples didn't hear the importance of their own participation. I can't really say what the disciples heard, but I think being a good listener increases our capacity. Related to that, it helps us to examine our own assumptions and preconceptions. To be blunt, people who know everything have less capacity than people who are curious to learn more. Why invest in listening if you already know the answer? Being humble and curious increases our capacity. 
It increases our capacity when we love others and when we express our love for others. We simply have more capacity for the people we love. When our words and our actions communicate love, it helps build momentum toward listening. How we treat one another flows from what is in our hearts and how we treat one another either builds capacity or destroys it. Someday the capacity that we create together may be God's gift to us when we are overwhelmed with sorrow or burdened with something too heavy for us to carry alone. How close to you are you? How close are you to operating at capacity? How does this shape your perception of what others ask of you? Are there steps you're led to take in order to create more capacity in yourself? How can we create more capacity in the life of our community? Are there ways we need to acknowledge our lack of capacity? <clears throat>